Do you believe there is more to your career than waiting for the gold watch in 40 years? Did you know that the average American spends 200 hours a year commuting to a job they probably hate? Does it frost your ass to get a 2% raise that barely keeps up with the rate of inflation? Have you ever worked for a boss hole? We know how you feel, and we want to help. Welcome to the Boss Free Society Podcast, your entertaining entrepreneur therapy session with your hosts, Tim Wambach and Patty Dominguez. Couch not included. Hello, Patty. We're back in the studio interviewing another great, great guest. Today we have Tom Hunt. Tom spent four years studying a master's degree in chemistry at London's Imperial College, then followed the herd to a corporate job, which he spent three long years. Uh, Around two years ago, he decided that enough was enough, and he has since left the corporate world to build an online marketplace that connects entrepreneurs with rock star virtual assistants called Virtual Valley. He's also launched a podcast to the number one spot in business section of iTunes, new and noteworthy. He has done a TEDx talk on failure, and he's appeared on the BBC One TV show Dragon's Den with Stitch Leggings. Uh, The Boss Free Society podcast welcomes Tom Hunt. Thank you very, very much for that. And the crowd goes wild. (laughs) (laughs) That was, I'm surprised, like you managed to deliver all of that almost without taking a breath. He's amazing. That was amazing. He's amazing. I do what I can. I do what I can. (laughs) So people have said that I have a radio voice, so I roll with it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Tom, thank you so much for being on our show. And I want to start immediately, if it's okay with you, because I'm loving what I'm seeing with your podcast. And I can go into a little bit more about what I mean by that, but it's inciting a lot of questions in us um, specific to how you've set it up. So why don't you give the peeps an overview of your podcast? What's it about and who's it for? Yep. Okay. So as Tim mentioned, I two months ago launched a marketplace that connects entrepreneurs and awesome virtual assistants. Now, this marketplace was being developed for six months. So I had quite a lot of time to think about how I was going to market to the demand side, the entrepreneurs for this marketplace. Now, I've been studying online marketing for three years, studying and actioning online marketing techniques for three years. And I knew that content and especially audio content at this time uh, is, let's say, hot and Mm -hmm could be produced with a low budget and can have awesome long-term effects. So I decided that after seeing my friend sort of launch his podcast to the number one new and noteworthy spot, um, that I would try and do the same. But I wanted to, like, I'm an author, I'm a massive fan of interview podcasts, but I wanted to try and do something different. I also, at the time, was like hunting down content about how you can grow a startup. So I thought, putting two and two together, like, I want to do something different. I'm also looking for this information. Why not produce this information that tracks the journey of growing this startup to a specific goal? Mm. I also, I, I, yeah, I'm sure you guys have listened to the podcast Serial. Like yes. The yes, absolutely. Like, so, so addictive. Um, so I was inspired <laughs> by this as well. Uh, so I wanted to create a, a sort of journey through this 10-minute daily podcast that would track what we learned, who we meet, the tools that we use, um, 
And so people can follow that journey and also learn from all of our mistakes and all of the things that we did right and all of the things that we did wrong. So I conceived the idea for this podcast, developed a system that we can, I can quickly give an overview of, or we can link, there's a blog post where I sort of write out exactly how we produce that podcast for something. It's really low. I think it's about $50 per week and like five hours of my time. So we can post that instead of going into these. And I think that's better. Um, and exactly how we launched it to the number one spot in the business new and noteworthy section. Um, and how it's doing. So, I mean, if you want to, we can go into a bit more detail on sort of the delivery and how and, and that system, or we can just share the link below. What do you think? Yeah, well, I'm thinking the link we could definitely share. I kind of want to go more into the stylized version of what you've created because, um, mm. you know, as I take a look at your blog, I mean, I can see that it's literally complete transparency, which I think is so cool. So that anybody that's interested in podcasting could get a great overview. I was just in an event. <clears throat> I was just at a conference over the weekend and people were talking about how podcasting is so hot. But what a lot of people don't understand is obviously like everything else, there's a lot of nuances to it. But what I really like what I see here that you've created is literally a step-by-step -step of how you contacted people, the emails that you sent, script, I mean, it's all scripted out. You have your goals in here, um, the learnings, the people you've talked to, the conversations you've had. And so I guess the question um, to me is, A, congratulations, because you have everything outlined. I mean, you have your goal pyramid in here, so you're very structured. And I guess mm -hmm. the question is, you know, why did you decide to put it together in this way? I mean, what's the, the end goal for you in providing all this transparency? Great question. So I was, when I thought, it's, it's basically to help the person that is me, that, that isn't actually me, right? Because right. when I'm trying to work out how to do things, like when I spent six months how to working out how to market this marketplace, I was searching for these articles where people had told me what they'd done. And so I was stumbling across companies like Buffer and Hubstaff, who are companies that you can go to Bare Metrics, which is a site that actually shows when they make sales, like live update, <laughs> when they make a sale on this public URL. Yeah. So it's for people that are on the journey that are going onto the internet to try and find out how to actually do this. Now that's sort of the selfless reason. It just so happens that the people who are trying to do that could actually be really good customers for the marketplace that I'm marketing. Ah, great. Right? So you're so, offering a ton of value on the upfront. Mm-hmm. So I could be doing all of this, but it would be pretty foolish if there wasn't a sort of monetization strategy on the back end, because yeah. if I'm not collecting value back, I can't continue to help people. Right. So if you are considering, as a listener, being sort of transparent and sharing like what you're doing and how you're doing it, be sure to do that if the people consuming that content could potentially become your customers. Yeah. Well, and then I see here that from your date standpoint, the goals that you have by 1-1 of 2018, you want to sell virtual value for $4 million. I mean, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, it, it, so I'm, not a, I'm not the type of person who has their full business plan and like written out in 16 pages, in a 16 page document. I thought I set the goal, for ages I've had a goal about wanting to sell a company for a yeah. million dollars. Yeah. So it was, it was originally a million dollars. And then I speaking to someone and he was like, no, actually with the revenue that you projected in that year, you should actually be able to sell for $4 million. So it's just like that. Like <laughs> I just, okay, it's $4 million now. 
But since setting that goal, yeah, and like when I set the goal, I thought, wow, I have no idea how that's going to happen. <laughs> since, <laughs> since setting that goal, I've spoken to the, C, the, the lady who founded Virtual, um, and they were like, could have sold for a lot more than that amount. And I've yeah. spoken to the CEO and founder of Hubstaff, who, and that his company is worth a lot more than that amount. And those people and other people have said that's actually over two years, quite a modest goal, which to me sounds ridiculous, but wow. I guess we'll, we'll find out. Yeah, that's great. So how did the connection to starting this VA business come about? How did you start Virtual Valley? Yes. Where was where was that in, intro? Where did that start? We're going to have to go back. I'm going to have to take you on a journey. We're Ooh, ready. a journey. We're, yes, yes, we like journeys here at the Boss Free Society. <laughs> okay, so I was, I had zero, I, I was not an entrepreneur, okay? I was a person who studied chemistry, who went to the corporate world, who like never made a dollar on my own until this one situation me and my best friend are on a bus a night bus on the way home from a party on halloween in 2012 and we're actually wearing tights because fancy dress party and we looked really good and we felt really good and then i have a joke <laughs> and a joke i say to my friend we should we should sell these um but then he was like no don't be stupid uh, we can't sell tights for men because they're see-through you have to sell leggings and we're like okay we'll do leggings and then one week later we were on this trendy market in east london with some female leggings that we purchased from ebay where we had drawn on our logo to make them male and we're trying to sell these leggings for 15 pounds a pair on this market <laughs> eight hours it was the 22nd of december like freezing freezing cold and guess how many we sold uh, maybe one to, to your <laughs> mom <laughs> no no she wasn't there but yeah it, it was <laughs> Zero pairs. However, we, we sort of continued with that and we set up an e-commerce store and we made like our first sale to a stranger in March of 2013. And it was then like when we went, went into the market where we made that sale to a stranger that I was like, wow, like I guess to the same sort of vibe that you guys are producing and sharing with the world is like not having a boss, but helping someone and receiving sort of money in return. I was like an addiction. Oh my gosh, totally right yeah so from the start of 2013 i was invested almost all of my time into online marketing and trying to build up a income so that i could leave the corporate world mm. the connection to virtual valley that in this this leggings business there's actually three of us but we're all working full-time there's a lot of admin and customer service stuff that we had so we actually employed someone that i knew in the philippines to handle all of that so we could just spend our time like designing new leggings and working out how to sell the leggings <laughs> so, so we're having loads of fun right? and everything was being handled by this person in the philippines so as i was thinking about how i could leave the corporate world i was like why don't i take this feeling and take this thing that we have going on with the leggings company and offer that to startups in london that can't afford a onshore resource to do their admin or marketing support right so started up and scaled that sort of outsource service business to six oh well, yeah we peaked at six clients where we were charging almost double the salary of the, the filipino team member and i was there to help the startup with the outsourcing and systems and making sure everything went fine mm. i've been working in outsourcing and project management in the corporate world so it was like a, a good story and i like knew what i was doing and so but the problem was when we got to six clients it wasn't scalable at all i was spending all of my time on their systems and not on my system so a year ago so it was awesome i left the corporate world just over a year ago. Congratulations. Um, 
Thank you so much. And then after sort of a few months of being outside of the corporate world, trying to scale that but not having time, I was like, okay, I'm going to stop this and build a more scalable solution. So we spent six months finding and building this marketplace that would automate a lot of the stuff that I was doing. Okay. So we could reduce the price drastically. And now we sort of just charge 20% on top of the salary, uh, but make the business infinitely more scalable. Interesting. Okay. Oh my gosh. There's so much there. So, so first and foremost, congratulations on being boss free. It feels really good, doesn't it? Uh, yes. It, yeah. It's like scary and good. <laughs> it is. It is. But here's, here's the thing. And I so appreciate your comment when you said that you sold your first pa- pair of male leggings on eBay. It's like you immediately get that. Um, it's almost like a hit of awesomeness because <laughs> you're yeah. like, if I sell one, I could sell 10,000, right? So positive charge. Exactly. It does. It positively charges you. And, and you're like, my gosh, it validates the fact that what you're creating is possible. So, mm-hmm. um, so I say that because the people that are listening to the show can appreciate where that's coming from. If you're struggling to find that 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 one thing that you're going to sell or, or questioning it or people thinking that you're crazy, just know that, yes, it is possible. And it all starts, for example, the way that Tom did it with a pair of leggings. And it just incites this passion in you to, to figure things out. So I commend you so much for that. Now, specific to, um, to the VA service that you did. So kind of going through that whole process of figuring out that it wasn't scalable and then transitioning over to that automation side of things, what type of, of uh, help did you, did you acquire for that? Did you get a mentor? Did you just kind of trial and error through this whole journey that you've been on? How have you closed the gap into identifying what to automate and how to automate it? So I think I was fortunate because in my role at Accenture, I spent a year and a half managing an outsourcing project with Vodafone, who are a massive telecoms company in the UK. And my role was to take all of the work that we were doing to outsource this stuff for Vodafone and build and basically to automate stuff so that we didn't need as many people to, and so it became cheaper for Vodafone or it became cheaper for Accenture so we would make more money. So I had this experience in automation and as I was outsourcing stuff and it was becoming too expensive and I was using up too much of my time, I was naturally sort of doing what I'd been doing in the corporate world. Did I get a mentor? No, I think I had I, I had a lot of time to learn. So well, as well as the outsourcing company, I had some other income streams from other websites that I had sort of built and designed and outsourced. So I, had, I, I was time rich. So I spent a lot of time reading mm. blogs, books and watching videos and learning about online marketplaces learning about automation and then obviously like the develop like i didn't actually code the marketplace that i had a development team who had an automation with that sort of provided a lot of input on what could be done and what couldn't so i guess in summary it was more i had a lot of time and i had an awesome development team that's awesome so now that we've talked about kind of the inside of your business and automating that, how about the offering that you have with um, these virtual assistants that you say are awesome? Like, what is it that makes them awesome compared to, say, going on Fiverr or going to Upwork yeah. or anything like that? Yeah. So like I'm, I use Fiverr all the time. I use Upwork. Like our podcast editor is work through Upwork. So I am a massive fan of those services. The the only issue, not issue, the the only challenge I have with our work is the fact that their supply side or their database of freelancers 
is not curated and it can't possibly be curated because it's so big. Right. So they currently rely on the review and rating system, which is awesome. If we scale up, we probably would rely on that as well. But then we'd lose our sort of differentiating factor. So maybe we won't. The The only reason or our only differentiating factor towards these large freelance marketplaces like a working freelancer is the fact that we've recruited each and every virtual assistant on Virtual Valley through a five-step recruitment process, which, of course, I outlined completely on the blog that we can share in the link below. So, yeah, each virtual assistant has been through this process that I designed myself and took a lot of inspiration from an awesome book about recruitment called Top Grading by Brad Smart. If anybody is uh, looking to recruit people, I would definitely recommend reading that. Um, and then only once they sort of pass through that, do they get a profile on the platform. So that's how I how I feel good when I say that we have awesome virtual assistants. That's, good. that's great. That's great. So could you tell us uh, a story maybe like a case study of a small business that implemented strategies that you've helped them with and the results they achieved? Yeah, yeah. So our, first, no, our second entrepreneur who came onto the platform, I think on day one, and hired, I think a total of five virtual assistants. But we, so he has, he's an awesome guy. I actually interviewed him on the podcast as well uh, to get feedback for the platform. And he runs a marketing company. And so companies will come to him for help with marketing campaigns. And so he ran a campaign. I can't remember the specifics, but he had one of our virtual assistants gathered leads for a company. And so he had to spend, I think it was around $200 on the time in order to gather these leads. And the amount, the ROI on that campaign, I think it was the direct mail campaign, um, was, again, I don't have the direct number, but it was something in the thousands. So he spent $200, then they got $1,000. Um, our youth, our, our tagline on the site used to be when we launched, it was, what would you do with an extra eight hours a day? And I actually have him quoted on the podcast saying, it shouldn't be, what would you do with an extra eight hours a day? It should be, what would you do with an extra 24 hours a day? Because he had so many virtual assistants oh, doing stuff. Awesome. Wow. I love that. Um, so he is an awesome guy. I'm going to give him a shout. It's called Arthur Radka of moreprospectsnow.com. Oh, nice. So he's implemented. And so then it saved him a lot of time. So are we talking the biggest value to outsourcing, in your opinion, is time, productivity, or cost savings? Is that even a, a component in there? Yeah. So f for me, it's it basically comes down to one book, which is called The E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber. I'm sure yeah. you guys have read that, right? Yeah. So he's basically saying that there are three roles you can take, or entrepreneur, manager, and technician. I believe outsourcing enables entrepreneurs more so than employing someone to shift their time from technician to manager to entrepreneur because of the cost saving. So, well, yeah, and more specifically for online businesses where you don't necessarily need to be in the same place as the customer or as you. So the, the fact that you can take these tasks and have them complete by someone who likes doing them and is good at doing them for such a low hourly rate uh, enables you can shift more of your time, enables you to shift more of your time to the entrepreneur, which is ultimately where I think we want to be and is ultimately where we are most effective so what are what are some simple things that small businesses can outsource effectively so for me whenever i'm on my computer and i'm doing the stuff like the repetitive copy and pasting and clicking and dragging um i'm like i, sh I probably shouldn't be doing this but there are five tasks that we outline that that i outline in like an autoresponder if you create an account on virtual valley you get this autoresponder which takes you through the, the five sort of lowest hanging fruits to outsource 
and I, I definitely should remember these, but I have them down as like social media, like managing your social media channels. Like obviously you as the business owner need to give input on what is posted and the tone of voice and how it's posted, but the actual posting of the stuff is usually quite time consuming. Um, data entry, we have startups that need to put data onto their platform for people to come and have a look at. Um, so that's an awesome thing to outsource. Lead generation, the example I just gave of Arthur's business, so collecting, say, addresses of dentists in Ohio if you want to target them. Inbox and calendar management, so someone just sort of protects you from your inbox and helps with scheduling. And then the final one I should really have, but I can't remember. <laughs> it's not coming to me. That's so there right. are four. So then, um, so how do you, I'm, I mean, I'm sure you get people that have a hesitation with it. I know that. You know, we, we just onboarded a virtual assistant in my business and, and it's that whole trepidation of letting go because only I can do it the way that I do it. And the virtual mm -hmm. assistant to hand some component of the business over, there's a lot of hesitation about it. I guess, what would you say to, to ease that concern or that pain point in the business owner that they say, but are they going to be able to do this as good as I can do it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really, that's a massively common uh, obstacle to overcome. And w what I do, because I have calls with a lot of the entrepreneurs that come onto the platform, what I do is, if they haven't read the email to be visited, I say go and read that. Mm. And then we, we talk about sort of the goals that they have for the business over the next 12 months. And usually they're quite, they're stretch goals. And I'm, usually what I really have to say is, do you think you're going to be able to hit your sales target if you're, copy and pasting stuff <laughs> now which so i'm not like directly addressing that problem but what i'm building is is the desire and the, the desire to spend more time with an entrepreneur yeah um and that so far has been the most sort of effective objection handler i guess if if i was selling yeah so can you share with with the listeners as somebody who is tracking the metrics and um, certainly the growth on your podcast, as well as what you're doing with virtual value. What do you, um, how will you know that this year has been a success for you? 2016. Yeah. So I should have my goal pyramid in front of us, but we have, I think it is a, so a revenue for the whole platform. So this, so I'll quickly explain to, to hire somebody through virtual value, you, like 100% of their hourly rate is multiplied by the amount of time spent by the virtual assistant, which is tracked by the software. And all of the, the money is taken by Virtual Valley and 80% is automatically sent to the team members, 20% is sent to, is kept with us. So like total revenue, so that's 80% belonging to the team members and 20% belonging to us. Mm -hmm. I sh I'm actually going to check this because I really don't want to get it wrong and then people go to the blog uh, to see that it isn't. So we have a, a revenue goal the end of this year and we also have an hour, hourly goal which is the amount of hours we want to put through the platform so i'm going to confirm the revenue on in a second but the hourly goal over the two years is one million hours and, and we say that we're giving those one million hours back to entrepreneurs that's great now in terms of our sort of revenue goal by the end of this year we want to be seeing around twenty thousand dollars per month and that's like a hundred percent of the revenue, so 80% of the $20,000, which is 16,000, goes to the team members, and that would be $4 million, no, $4 million, that would be $4,000 4, yeah. per month for the revenue for the platform. That's awesome. Very good. That's great. So then out of curiosity, what do you like to do when you're not nerding out 
on the metrics and the <laughs> podcast and the virtual <laughs> valley? Uh, yeah. So I like, <laughs> what do I do? No, I like going, I like running and I also like traveling. So now I, I'm from London and I spend most of my time, or I spent the last eight years in London, but currently I'm living in Poland, in a city in Poland where I will be for three months. Oh, and wow. then after three months, I'm not sure where I'll be. I'm trying to sort of live like with Virtual Valley, it's like promoting virtual business. So yeah. if I was like in the Philippines with all my team or in London with like a technical co-founder, which I'm looking for one now, by the way, um, <laughs> then it wouldn't really be promoting that message. Uh, so I guess travel and running. Awesome. Those are two really uh, nice, nice little things to have, nice so. little hobbies. What about you guys? What do you guys do outside of... Well, boss free society. speaking of running, Tim, Tim, you want to tell them about your runs? Yeah. Cool. So, uh, in August, 2016, I will be running uh, 30 miles a day for 40 consecutive days. Um, no. from Orlando, Florida to Chicago, Illinois. Yeah. No. <laughs> so there you go. Oh there's, my. there's some running for you <laughs> every day for 40 days. Yeah. The, the goal 30, 30 miles a day for 40 days. Um, and yeah, I also run a nonprofit organization that um, that we're doing it for, basically. So you're literally going to be running and then sleeping and then running and then sleeping. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, for forty days, that'll be it'll be uh, from seven to seven. That's kind of like the the time that I'm earmarking yeah. uh, the running for. So I mean, I'm, I'm probably won't be running for the you know the whole twelve hours, but yeah. that's kind of you know just to give give me the. The best chance for success. <laughs> uh, other people, is it just you or are other people doing it with you? Uh, other people can do it with me right now. Uh, it is just me, at least for <laughs> a single one of them, uh, you know, every yeah, single day. Yeah. Uh, but, I'll, you know, there'll be some volunteers and some people that uh, choose to, you know, run a couple miles with me along the course and things, things of that nature. It's awesome. Because we're crazy like that. I will, yeah. I will not be running 30 miles a day for 40 running. days. No, I'm there to support my friends. Uh, I also have a husband who wants to join Tim on a day or two okay. of that run. So we'll see what happens on that front. But, um, yeah, that's it just keeps us entertained. I have signed up for Improv Level 2 because I love improv. So, okay. <laughs> so that's what I, I like to definitely, do. That would definitely help with the podcast, right? It does. Actually, it really does. Can I tell you? Like, we, it totally does. Tim's taken improv at Second City, at the famous Second City in Chicago, um, because we're both based out of Chicago, and I'm and I've taken it just outside, and it's just so much fun, and and I thoroughly enjoy the ability to kind of think on your feet um, as you're yeah. interviewing. So if you need something else to do, uh, take an improv class. I'm <laughs> that, telling yeah. you, it'll give you that ability to just kind of <laughs> jump jump into a situation. Uh -huh. You can't outsource that, Tom. You cannot yeah. outsource that. <laughs> <laughs> that is well, true. It is hard to believe, but it is the it is that time. The last question, uh, Tom. What sage advice can you offer our Boss Free Society listeners? Something that they can do in the next twenty four or forty eight hours that's going to help move their business forward. It's kind of an I, easy I, one. I, I, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Right now, my first. Uh, the first thing I was going to say was to do with outsourcing, but I'm not going to say I'm not going to say that. I'm oh, you should say, totally say that because it really. I, lo I love the mission that you have of a million hours. That's yeah. Okay, that's... now I'm going to combine it with something else. Uh, okay. It is to because I think it, it's really important if you are trying to move your whatever you're doing forward is to understand where you're spending your time. So understand like one thing in your life that you that you spend time doing that maybe is not uh, 
really pushing you forward. Like maybe it's like reading the news, maybe it's watching TV, maybe it's like doing something that doesn't really help you and then harness that time mm. uh, for something that will push you forward, for something that will, will develop your skills. And the link to outsourcing is if that is something like within your business that isn't really sort of pushing you forward or developing your skills, maybe you could find someone to do it for you. That's it. He, he had to put that shameless plug in there. <laughs> <laughs> Tom. So Tom Hunt, you're a witty chap, you. Um, so how does how do people get in touch with you? More about what you're doing, how to hire a virtual assistant. Uh, so we're, we're trying to be really big on customer support. So if you go to virtualvalley.io, which is the domain for the marketplace, there's a chat icon at the bottom, and my manager is Andre Mansam most of the time, or I do. So instead of having to scroll through the database, even though it is curated, you can just you can just share your task, and we'll do it for we'll scroll through the database for you. Um, I have a personal site, TomHunt.io, and if you sign up there, I, everything I learn in marketing in the week, in the past week, I share one thing on Wednesdays, so you can come and hear my, get my emails there if you want. Great, great. Okay, guys, so all the links will be in there straight from Poland. You've heard it yes. here from Tom Hunt, who is dropping the goods on virtual assistants and getting in touch with them. And honestly, guys, take a listen to his podcast. I know I will. I love the setup. I think it's really intriguing, that transparency and just looking at what you are going to be creating over the next two years. Um, so we're definitely cheering you on here at Boss Re Society. And we look forward to having you on the show after you've sold the business. That'll be really interesting. Uh-huh. Cool. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you so I, I, much. I really enjoyed that chat and I really like what you're doing here. Like the, the the people that are in that journey to becoming boss free, I like well, if I had this yes. when I was trying to become boss free, it would be like every like every episode would be like inspiring me a little bit more. So Absolutely. I wanna thank you guys. Oh well thank you. Thanks, thank Tom. you so much for that shout out. All right, Tom. We'll see you next time. Cheers, guys. Thank you for listening to the Boss Free Society Podcast. If you want more, connect with us on Facebook at Boss Free Society fan page, Twitter at Boss Free Society, or join our group of other boss-free-minded peeps at the Boss Free Dojo on Facebook.